everyone. I'm Becky. And this is Claire. And welcome to another episode of Podway. Podway. So if you haven't heard, this is the podcast where we talk about things about musical theaters and plays. And in today's episode, we will be reviewing Diana, the musical. Ooh, okay. So let me tell you, when we discussed what musical to do next and um, we put up the possibility of Diana, it just came out on Netflix. So it's very new. I never heard of it before and I'm very unfamiliar with Diana. Um, But apparently we're also continuing with the theme of like musicals and movie musicals, I guess, that were panned in reviews, just like Dear Evan Hansen. So I'm curious to see how you um, will reflect on this one. (laughs) <laughs> but I guess <laughs> a little bit about this musical. Um, it's essentially following the life of Princess Diana, she, who is the Princess of Wales. Um, and it's the time where she met Prince Charles and up until uh, the day she died. So I still don't know anything about Diana personally. I made sure to not look up anything for the episode because I wanted to. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, okay, okay. I wanted to judge the musical on its own and I wanted to see if this is a story that could be told just with a musical without any context of who she was as a person. Obviously, I know like snippets of who she is from like, you know, the cultural awareness. Like, I think I'll talk about it later of specific instances that they touched on in the musical that I recognized, but largely absolutely no idea of any of her life story. So it was an interesting time for me, and I hope they were pretty accurate. I'm guessing you looked a little bit into her. I already knew a little bit about her before going into this, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm an expert and I know exactly what happened. Like, no, I just have a very general idea. <laughs> so that's my disclaimer. Did you look anything up for this for the episode or no? Not really. Like, I mean, I review my Wikipedia page, but nothing too (laughs) extensive outside that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So you already did more than me. So I'm going to look up to you as the expert on Diana's life. Oh, no. (laughs) All intents and purposes. It's your job now, Claire. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. So I guess with that, we can just jump right into it. So the first song is Underestimated. So essentially in this number, Diana soliloquies about her experiences, I guess, to the background of flashing lights, which again is supposed to like represent her relationship with the media straight from the beginning. And we also hear in a dialogue, so this part is not sung, that this is kind of supposed to take place at a party. And that's the party where she met Prince Charles and also Camilla. Do you want to go ahead and say your thoughts first? Um, I thought that it's actually quite a nice song. Hmm. Okay, well, actually, my honest okay. opinion was going to be like, oh, it was an okay song. But then after listening to the entire musical and then coming back to this song, I'd be like, well, it's actually one of the better ones. So <laughs> if you ask me during my first run through, I would say it's just okay. But then I think in comparison to the other songs, like this is slightly better for me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think it introduced to her character okay. It's not the best, mm. although that I would have preferred to open up with the ending. So kind of like similar to what happened, Bonnie and Clyde. Obviously, I'm assuming like everybody going to this would know that Princess Diana died in the end. So why not start with that and then like kind of have like a flashback to review her life as a whole. 
that would have make more sense to me. But then uh, I guess I'm okay with their decision of like trying to open up with she meeting the Prince Charles, which is okay mm-hmm. to me. It's not the best, but it's okay. Fair enough. Um, that's actually really funny because I actually had the exact same comment regarding Bonnie and Clyde. And also I have a reference to Bonnie and Clyde in another song later on. So I'm oh, okay. Yeah, I literally compared us to several contemporary, I guess, musicals throughout the time watching it or listening to it. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest two were Bonnie and Clyde and Hamilton, where I was like, oh, I see what they're trying to do, or I wish they've done what Bonnie and Clyde did. So yeah. uh that's really funny. Also, just out of curiosity. So I think I got a heads up in terms of like listening to the show and I recommend for you to listen to the track recording um before watching the movie and mm-hmm. uh I was curious if you did I did okay and I have to say though Becky is that I don't think it helped at all because <laughs> I, I completely zone out when I was listening to a soundtrack so I was on the road trip and I decided to just kind of listen to the soundtrack as I was driving and I just don't remember anything they all yeah. sound the same to me so yeah exactly that's exactly why I recommended to listen to it because I had to listen to it legitimately 20 times before I watched the movie I just put it on like repeat over and over again because it all sounds so the same like to me so I was like oh what's the one note that distinguishes this song from the next song um but I guess this advice wasn't very good in this case maybe Uh, just I go into a musical in a different way so yeah it's okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, the reason why I was asking is because they actually made quite a few changes between the album recording and the um, Netflix version. And I was wondering if you noticed any any differences. So, um, oh. yeah, I'll talk about them when they come. But okay, it, was, okay. it was funny. But yeah. Um, so for me, personally, it's one of the better songs. I agree with you on that account. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a good song, but it's definitely one of the better ones from the musical. However, it really has no business being the opening for this musical. Yeah, it just, it makes much more sense to put underestimated instead of pretty, pretty girl as the act one closer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. It's, yeah. Why would you put that character transformation in poor moment? as the opener of a musical exactly exactly or maybe even like you can put it close to like the climax mm-hmm. so you would have a sense of urgency and like oh she went through this amazing journey which I don't think they showed very well but you could have like faked it at least a little bit or yeah. they could have done what you suggested with Bonnie and Clyde scenario of like showing the end of her life and then kind of having a flashback to what happened up until then I um, totally so that, agree yeah. yeah that would have worked so much better and I think what they, they could have done instead, so if you're not looking into the death and then flashback, you could also replace it with a glimpse of Diana's life, maybe as a kindergarten assistant. So you would know what her status quo was like before she met Charles. And then if you do that, you, like the juxtaposing of having the next song, which is the worst job in England, make it so much more jarring because that makes it seem a lot more calculating and a lot more cold. And mm-hmm. if there is no mention of the party, just like, oh, we literally chose her because she's very young. She had no boyfriend before and she's a daughter of an earl. And mm-hmm. we don't really know anything about her, which was the case. And this would make it seem a lot more jarring I think so that's something they could have done but as a standalone song it's definitely one of the better ones in the musical it's just very oddly placed yeah and and what you mentioned about like if they open up with Charles that would also be a really interesting choice too 
Because then mm-hmm. the first thing you learn about Diana would be through somebody else's eye and like why she was chosen because of she meets all these criteria, she clicks all the boxes. And then you get to learn who she is as a person. That would be so much more interesting. A hundred percent. Okay, so I guess we're going to the next song, which we already talked a little bit about, which is the worst job in England. So the Queen reprimands Charles for being a playboy and not slowing down at the age of 32. And she urges him to find a bride since it hurts their public's perception of them. And they debate choices until they finally settle on Diana as the only suitable one due to her high class upbringing, lack of ex-boyfriends, and her naivete. To me, this number already sounds like every early 2000 musical I've ever heard in my life. It's very like of its time, very boring, banal lyrics. Mm -hmm. And the music just makes it not distinct from every other song in a musical, you know? So I didn't, I wasn't very impressed at this point, let me tell you. What do you think? Yeah, I have to agree because now I'm looking at my note, there's literally nothing. I think I completely (laughs) skipped this song. Oh my God. (laughs) I think I just forgot. Oh my God. And I honestly cannot remember how it sounds like right now. So I'm just going to assume that it's one of the less memorable ones. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the title of the song looks interesting, though. The, the worst job in England. I'll mm-hmm. give you that. But other than that, I really don't have much to say. Um, I guess just for a disclaimer, I'm just going to say it now. The music really is a little bit boring. You know what I mean? It's kind of like mm-hmm. Emily. Oh, my God. I feel so bad. Okay. So wait, wait. I have to put okay. in defense here. Okay. I think the music might be like very not at all memorable I agree with that but the lyrics are the worst lyrics I've ever heard in a musical okay that I can agree I think. okay thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> I'll give you that credit to Emily thank you yeah literally like I think uh what was it Mean Girls did we talk they have like some really lows and some highs like in Sex I think was high lyrics and then they had some like um singing and clapping and cake like and they repeated cake twice like I remember that like and pointed that out as bad lyrics this one is like maybe 25 times worse I'd say like wow, the lyri- it's very I, precise it is I literally quantified it in my lab I worked very hard <laughs> on it I hope you appreciate it but um I took some some lyrics from some songs that I thought were absolutely ridiculous and in here I think they had a missed opportunity too they wanted to rhyme earl with something and the queen says lovely as an English pearl I understand English pearl might be a thing, but really you would say English rose. English rose is like the expression for a very beautiful woman. And it's very, very well known. And the fact that they didn't do English rose and instead they went for English pearl rather than try to like creatively work out to the rhyming here uh, is very, very annoying to me. Like it just, I found really jarring. And they have instances of this and worse in every song almost. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it caused me yeah. a little bit of a heartache. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to the credit of the song, I don't think it's one of the worst worst here. I think if it were one of the worst, you would probably have something written on your page. Oh, probably, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's something. And also they try to make it humorous in a way of um, putting like the contrast between the queen trying to make it sound so appealing and I think like she probably existentially has to because this is a job she kind of has and she has to justify why this is important so she has a very personal stake of why this is good and why this is important and why everybody would want this and then the public who doesn't have this kind of bias and need to do this or like they actually know what to do 
and why this might suck. And also this is the first time we'll hear the chorus and it the chorus sounds exactly the same in every other song almost. So yeah, <laughs> this was our first introduction. So maybe at this point you didn't grow bored of the chorus quite yet. Not yet, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, any like impression that Charles or the Queen made on you? Not really. Yeah. 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 It's that's, weird, that's actually one of my complaints about about Charles because I feel like he could have been so much more sympathetic and and interesting, but then he's just so bland. Like the character yeah. to me. What do you think? Uh, I have to agree. So I guess I can say of right, the queen was my favorite character here and she was very boring in here. And mm. she, she doesn't like rise up to the occasion a lot in other instances. So I guess that means how boring or just like unrelatable the other characters are for me mm-hmm. to think that way. Um, I do think the queen had the best storylines, but Charles, at least from what I've read, again, I don't know anything about these people. The public views him as much more villainous than how they portrayed him here. So they could have played into that and make him more villainous, though I'm not sure if it would be getting the stamp of approval by the actual crown. I don't know if they have a choice of whether to give the stamp of approval or not. I believe it was made by Americans, by the way, this, oh. uh, this show. Yeah, so I guess that is it for the worst job in England. In context of where we are in the story, I don't think it's placed badly. I'm like Mm -hmm. underestimated. So another point in its favor, I guess. After that, we're going to the song I like least in the entire musical. And it's by far the least. And it's This Is How You People Dance. So from the get-go, Diana questions whether Charles likes her much. And we also learned that she idolized him from childhood. So she doesn't really have a very realistic idea of who he is as a person. Charles sends her a gift and invites her to a Bach concert and it turns out both the gift and choosing Diana as a companion came from Camilla whom she met at the party. Charles is also currently involved with Camilla while pursuing Diana so something is a little bit iffy there and at the Bach concert Diana is very bored while Charles and Camilla are enjoying themselves she wishes um, it was a famous pop musician instead and she lists a bunch of pop musicians that she likes more I guess um and as I mentioned by far this is the worst song in a musical I guess it serves to show that both Charles and Diana are incredibly incompatible with each other so it's not really like one of them that is worse for the other Mm -hmm. and they show that by each person wanting to change the other to suit their own taste so like the fact that Charles takes her to this concert in the first place means that he doesn't know her or doesn't really want to get to know her maybe and in the song Diana explicitly says perhaps we'll change him into a rocker so she wants him to change too to somebody who he isn't the lyrics here are really really bad and it makes Diana seems very juvenile I'm really sorry if this is offending somebody I know she's dead I'm not taking this as a representation of who she was as a person definitely not yeah Um, But it makes her seem very juvenile, very um, childish even. And also, I personally don't like the notion of the rocker as seeming very out there or very not in touch with the popular culture, I guess, like very counterculture, I guess. Um, Because we had like five rock musicals already and older people produce them, older white men, as she mentioned, produce them most of the time. So it's something that is very in line with whatever the elite, quote unquote, like. 
and I don't think it's very like rebellious. I don't know. I just thought it was very funny whenever she said it because A, the song itself didn't have any rebellious energy, any rocker energy, or in, even any pop energy, really. It just felt very outdated. It made Diana seem very childish and it just didn't work with the lyrics. The only, the only saving grace, I'd say, is just to show how incompatible Diana and Charles are. I have to agree. I think it does a really good job of showing how detached they are from each other. But the fact that they decide to use this entire song to show Diana's rebellious spirit and by having her like playing the cello and like jumping, diving, that sort of things is making me really hard to like her as a mm-hmm. character. Because, Honestly. Yeah, because I get it that she's young and she's want to be, you know, free and whatever. She wants to change, that sort of things. But then it could have been done in a much more mature and personal way, I think. It feels very forced. It feels like the whole rocker spirited is very old-fashioned. Does every free spirit needs to be like a rocker? Like what's the relation exactly. between Diana and, and a rocker or like rock music? I don't know. This song confuses me <laughs> because musically it's not, honestly, it's not the worst, I don't think. But the whole scene and the character decision that they decided to have on Diana is just very confusing for me. And I have very mixed feelings for Diana. Because on one side, I felt really bad for her. But on the other side, it's really hard to relate to her, which is really weird. Because I think the reason why she was so popular is because she's very relatable. They explicitly said that, yeah. Yeah, but then here is just, I can't. Like, as an audience, I just can't. Fair enough. Uh, I forgot to couple it with the reprise of this, which is this is how you people dance from Camilla's point of view. She kind of like mulls over Diana as a companion to Charles. I genuinely like her version a little bit more it's literally a second long it's not a lot and they have a lot of those like very small snippets of reprises mm-hmm. um in general I actually like Camilla more as a as a character here but then Diana because I also found Diana rather unlikable in the musical and I think it sparked by it was sparked by the song this is how you people dance and the she had some instances of being more likable but this was definitely a low point for her from my perspective mm-hmm. okay so the next one is snap click and diana is approached by the paparazzi and it shows the beginning of her relationship with the press and how toxic it is so i think it's a very fitting song to have it's really important to have it from the very beginning of just the time that she and charles were a couple and not married and how the press went gaga over her and also how toxic the press can be so i think like in this portion even though the lyrics were very very on the nose they conveyed it very well of how abusive the press can be and also I think musically this is one of their better songs so overall I like it more than the rest I'd say but it's not my favorite I guess what do you think okay yeah that's fair for me the the choosing of color and choreography in this one is much better than the other ones you can really get the sense of how how stressful it is to be in that sort of situation but I like what they do with a colored tone so you have Diana wearing white and red which Mm -hmm. makes her stand out in the crowd of reporters and then all the other reporters are kind of wearing like a more dusty 
trench coat color, and they're like constantly moving around her. So really creating that sort of very stressful, very creepy,、um, oppressive sort of em- environment and feeling to it. So in that sense of showing how much stress that she was under, this song does a fair job for that. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you mentioned the choreography, I remember like they use the dusters, kind of like animated bats almost. It kind of looks like wings and makes them look a little bit more villainous.、Mm-hmm. And I like that. Now that you mentioned it, I totally forgot. And then I have like a vivid memory. So in general, I think like. The musical, even though they didn't get the music very well and the lyrics, they did a horrible job on. There are a few things that they did well, and I think like the costume design is very good,、yeah. and I would say mainly the costume design, but a little bit of the choreography was also rather impressive, though there's not too too much of it. In terms of the lyrics, so this song, despite the lyrics being there in a noise and nose and making sense considering the contest. Uh, context. They have one of the worst lines in the entire musical, which is "better than a Guinness, better than a wank." <laughs> Snatch a few picks, it's money in the bank. I've seen like a few reviews of the、um, written reviews of the musical, and every single person mentioned this line because it's so outrageous.、Um, and there was another song. Later down the road, well, I was watching it. I was watching it at like our living room, and my siblings literally stopped, and they when they heard the song, and they were like. Oh, this is disgusting, and continued to the room. <laughs> this is not the line, but、uh, yeah, just again harping back on the lyrics. And again, I want to sandwich it in with something that they did well. So I think the time where Diana kind of mouths off and she's like, "Oh, sod off" or whatever, just like to ask them to leave her alone, and she didn't do it in the nicest, most eloquent way. They immediately turned their back on her and started to trash her. And be a little like more aggressive, and I think that's also a good representation of how it went, and kind of gives a sense of how the media is too.、Mm-hmm. In general, I actually heard a lot about Diana talked in the context of Britney Spears and Amanda Bynes and Lindsay Lohan and all the new experiences of how the media treated women.、Mm-hmm. So, I think she is actually a very topical. Case to bring right now, so maybe it's a good idea for Netflix to air it.、Um, I also imagine it's a very cheap musical to put on their catalog, which is probably why it's there. And I'm a little bit sad because if it's not popular because the musical itself isn't good, they might generalize it to oh, people are not interested in pro shots of musicals. And I think especially if you don't live in like North America or cities in North America where there are a lot of musical staging happening, this can be to the detriment of a lot of people. So, yeah. Okay. So the next one is whatever love means anyway. Charles is unsure whether to propose to Diana, and the Queen urges him to do so due to Diana being hounded by the press. Essentially, he asks whether the Queen was sure about marrying the Prince, and at the end of the song, he proposes to Diana. What do you think? I feel like the song drags on for way too long,、mm. and that's actually one of my complaints about most of the songs here in this musical as well. Is that They often drags on for a really long time, and in between, you cut scenes from maybe one scene to the next, or you cut from one perspective. It could be Diana, and then you cut to like maybe Charles or somebody else, which I think it's a normal thing in a musical. But then the way that they do it musically, it doesn't change all that much, and it just all blends in together for me. So in the end, when I look at the title, whatever loves means anyway. 
I'm like, what does it even sound like anymore? Because it just drags <laughs> on for way too long.、Uh-huh. And from a narrative standpoint, I honestly don't really know much about Diana as a person, obviously. But then again, this version of her that is very romantic to the point that is so unrealistic is just it makes me just really, really hard to relate to her. But I do like one thing though. I don't know if you catch it too. Is that it really shows that Charles didn't really know much about Diana. Like he、oh, couldn't、yeah. even get her age right.、Yeah. He was just like, "Oh, your age," and then she goes like, "Oh, I'm 19." And she,、yeah. and then he goes like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's right." So as an audience, it's just so frustrating too to be like, "This person obviously doesn't know much about you. He doesn't even know your age. Like, how can you be convinced that he loves you?" So again. It makes it really hard、um, for me to relate to the character, with like at least to try and understand what she is thinking or feeling about.、Um, and because of that, I always feel like there's this distance between the show and myself. Just I just can't really understand it, which is very unfortunate. I think I liked it for the first minute and a half, where the queen was singing,、mm-hmm. um, and. Just the little bit where Charles was echoing her, and then, like you mentioned, it just dragged on way too long. Like they had the concept down within a minute and a half, and then they're like, "Oh, we gotta make it a normal song length, or we gotta make it a normal musical song length, which can be like up to five like minutes or something." So it's far too long than it should be. It does a good job, I guess, in showing how diametrically opposed Diana and Charles are again, which they've already established in a previous song, and they show it in this case in relation to their love. So I guess before it was about their personalities and their likes and dislikes, and this one is about love. So Charles is very practical about it, while Diana is very unrealistically romantic about everything, and. We also get to see that her life is completely changed after the proposal, so I guess it's another angle. But this is stuff that is not conveyed by the song, really. It's conveyed by other things that are happening on stage a lot of it. So I don't think the song helped or was needed in this part. And also considering the narrative of what's happening, I agree that it's very unrealistic that Diana is very romantic about it, especially since her sister dated Charles too, and she was fully aware of the romance that he had with Camilla on the side, and she hinted at it, and she kind of like indirectly warned Diana. It would have been nice if she directly warned Diana, but she indirectly warned Diana, and she still ignored it. It's willful ignorance at this point, and it is very unrelatable to pretty much everybody in the audience. I think like the image they have of the people who would be the audience for this is very outdated because in several songs, especially Pretty Pretty Girl, I believe they want to like show it as a very like. Empowering feminist moment, and I don't get that at all from the narrative there. So、mm-hmm. they don't know who the audience is, or they don't know what the audience that they're supposed to manufacture to is like.、Mm-hmm. So I think that really harms the success of the musical in general because they don't have a good idea of who to market it for. For sure.、Um, so needless to say, even though I liked it the beginning, I grew to not like it afterwards. The、yeah. next song is "I Will" and then "I Will Reprise." Diana is determined to be everything everyone expects her to be, from Charles to the British public, 
and uh, she has this kind of like awakening, I guess, in her wedding on her wedding day. At the reprise, Camila's husband tries to make his marriage with Camila work. What do you think? <sighs> okay, I think it's actually a lovely song, like music-wise. But I think this really should have a reprise because here she is hopeful and she is having all this ideal, like her expectation of what the future will be, like how she is going to fit in and everything. And I think it makes sense if later down the road, like she realizes that. She's never going to be that ideal princess. Like she cannot make this marriage work. Like she needs to be who she is. And then they bring back this melody to kind of signifies that it's no longer the same. It's no longer the hopeful person that she once was. That would have been a really powerful move, I think. And I think musically, it could have a little bit, like a bit more of a sadder tone to it, because. Even though she's hopeful and it seems bright, it seems like she's making a determination. But in reality, she's bending who she is, right? And I think that's really the tragic part of her her story. So I wish that they did a little bit more musically or instrumentally to make it sound like even though it's a hopeful song, but really underneath it, it's much of a restriction. And like it's more about the the cage or like the. The limitation that she is going to face. So I think that would have helped me like the song or appreciate the scene a bit more. But、mm-hmm. that just me. I think even without that, like the melody sounds okay. But I just kind of hope that they do a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I personally didn't find it very memorable. I literally have one note here, which is you had one job. It's I do not I will because of the very <laughs> end of the song. <laughs> Um, Charles and Diana say "I will" to each other as the wedding vow, and it's supposed to be "I do." So、yeah. please rework that song. But it's supposed to be very empowering to Diana, I guess. And what you suggested could work, or it also could work as to show how absolutely she's not ready for the shit show she will have to endure later on, both by the crown and the press. So it could highlight her naivete more, but in order to do that, they would have really have to lean into it and lean into how、um, that extreme trait of her should be explored, or they should have gone with a more realistic lens, which you suggested, of putting her in a cage, which is what will happen to her really. So they didn't take it far enough in either direction, and as a result, it became a very boring song.、Mm-hmm. Um, so this song does have a reprise, and I think like it's Camilla's husband. It's not, yeah. Ne- yeah, it's not necessary, but I appreciate it being there somewhat because, like, this encapsulates how Diana and Camilla's husband are pretty much in the same situation. Mm-hmm. They both want to make their marriage work, and they are both willing to sacrifice a lot, or they're both willing to、uh, give their partner ben-、uh, the benefit of the doubt, even though they know they're cheating. So you really see how similar they are to each other in this capacity. But apart from that, I really don't think it's necessary. Okay, so the next song is "The World Fell in Love." Um, Charles and the Queen coach Diana on how to interact with a crowd in Wales as Diana's first public appearance after the wedding. 
So the public seems very cold to Diana and set on not liking her, but fall in love as soon as she starts speaking. Um, and kind of in contrast, they were more lukewarm on Charles, which makes him jealous. So I think they actually did a good job in here. I have seen snippets from the show called The Crown. I have never seen a full episode, or maybe I just saw the first episode in like in fall. And it seems like Charles was very jealous of how quickly everybody fell in love with Diana. And in my opinion, this is the only time where that jealousy really comes to the surface. So I like that they did that. And I also liked how organic the interaction Diana has with the crowd and how uplifting and happy it is in comparison to Charles' more smarmy, dissatisfied melody within the song. So again, like they put the two of them to contrast very well. In general, I also think the music here is more memorable and the lyrics here are not the worst. So I rate it, I guess, more highly. I have a question. I know like you said about um, Charles being jealous, whatever, based on the crown. Do you think that's actually what happened? That he was so jealous of Diana? Because I find it so hard to believe. I don't know why. Oh, why? Like, why would you be jealous of your wife being popular? It's because like, that he doesn't, doesn't mean- view them as a team. So a good marriage, you would view your partner and yourself as a team. But then Diana poses no threat to him. It's not no? about the threat. It's about like him being the future ruler, not her. And he is the one who had all this time and training. He says, oh, I learned their language. He was crowned there. So he has a lot of connection to Wales and they completely sideline him in favor of her. And because he doesn't view her as a team with him, he views her as a competitor because her succeeding means him failing. So I do think it makes sense that he is jealous. It's not like Diana's gonna replace him to be the ruler or anything. So I just didn't think that it would be that serious. I just find it very hard to imagine that was the actual reason why they fall apart. Oh, I don't think the reason why they fall apart is because of the jealousy. But I think the jealousy was definitely an aspect. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he was threatened in the sense of she will take my place. But it's more of I put so much effort into this and she has absolutely no qualifications. She put no effort into this. She didn't even bother remembering a single word in Welsh while I studied the entire language. And yet they love her so much more than they love me, even though I put all this time and effort for them to like me. Okay, I guess you have a point, but just to me, I'll be thinking like, oh, if they like my wife, that means that they're going to like me too, right? You view them (laughs) as a team, I think. Like, again, you have the healthy mindset here, and he absolutely does not have the healthy mindset here. And I think it's exacerbated by the time that they told him like, oh, please move aside. We want to see your wife. Like, it's really nice that you care about us, but you're not the main topic of interest. See, this is the other point that I was trying to make is that I feel like they could have elaborated a little bit more on that because it Mm. just makes Charles seems like he's just a jealous jerk who like didn't want his wife to success. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if he elaborated on more like his pressure, like the training, all this education that he had to go through, um, as a as an heir to the throne and that really interesting complicated competitiveness that he had inside of him that makes him really hard to 
appreciate the success of Diana. I think that would be a really interesting aspect to explore as a character and makes him more relatable too. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I feel like I definitely got the jealousy from this song, but I mm-hmm. really, really wish that they elaborated more on it in previous. Oh, sorry, not previous. In next songs that they will be playing, I think they have like very, very small, subtle mentions of it. Like especially in his moments alone with Camilla, rather than face to face with Diana. And I really wish they did more in that department so 100% I agree with you on here mm-hmm. um apart from that this is kind of where the story narratively starts falling apart for me so already you had the issue straight from the first song of underestimated not being where it's supposed to be in both of our opinion I guess but from the worst job in England up until I will it kind of flows within a narrative of you know they saw each other they started dating they got married And from here on, we just see snippets of their life, kind of. So Diana's life specifically. So we hear about Wales in this song and we never hear about Wales again. Mm, We hear about AIDS in another song and we never hear about them really again until maybe the very, very end. And it's just tiny little instances of their lives. It doesn't really give us a coherent story rather than just like little vignettes. And I find that really frustrating because... You cannot have songs like Underestimated, where she's supposed to show the journey that she went through without having a coherent journey. Mm -hmm. And I found that really jarring. And it's starting from this song. Exactly. That's a good point. I noticed something similar. I I think especially for the AIDS patients thing, like it was such a big moment for Mm -hmm. her as a person but then it was just very briefly mentioned the whole thing was very weird a lot of the life she has outside being the wife of prince charles was barely mentioned and then her relationship with her crowd her relationship with the people um the reason why she was so popular after all these years is kept at a very superficial level to like oh people are really crazy about her fashion the dress she wears like the makeup the hair whatever and I feel like it lacks that depth of how she was able to connect with the people and some of the very important work that she has done in her life and those in my opinion deserves much more attention than just the love triangle problem we're looking at here Mm -hmm. so I agree with you like there's a lot of chunks almost there's a lot of pieces that didn't feel like a whole story it didn't feel like it's well connected just feels like it didn't really flow very well and it just one sings after the other but it really didn't add up to give us a better understanding of who diana is that's that's my frustration (laughs) (laughs) i share it with you 100 (laughs) percent Okay, so the next one is happiness slash simply breathe. Camilla calls off her affair with Charles due to Diana's popularity. She doesn't want to be like villainized if their affair were to be exposed. And right after Camilla's break, um, breaks it off with Charles, Diana announces she's pregnant and Charles lies and says he chose to break it off with Camilla and is now completely devoted to Diana. So between William, who is the firstborn, and Harry, who is the secondborn, um, between their births, Charles renews his affair with Camilla. And after William is born, Diana experiences postpartum depression and begins to self-harm, which continues until the next song for a long period in her life, I suppose. So what do you think? 
by grouping these two songs together, it's obviously very heartbreaking to listen to both these songs like one after the other because one side you're happy and then you get to see her being really depressed, like kind of like a the low point of her life. So obviously it's very emotional, but I feel like the fact that narratively it is very emotional, but musically it just it lacks that sort of creativity. And to me, it's a little bit boring almost. Just Breathe is slightly better in my opinion, but I feel like it still lacks that emotional death to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel the same way, but mm-hmm. I just find myself really difficult to be emotionally engaged. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think part of the issue may be that this encapsulates so much time Mm -hmm. so we have like William's birth we have uh, postpartum depression then we have Harry's birth and then we have her mental health deterioration until she ends up at a hospital and all of these are very emotional moments that would each deserve a song like and a highlight in their in her life and in the musical, rather than just condense them into one. And having all of these events bombarding you makes you very, like, it makes it difficult for you to be invested in every single one of them. It's kind of like how you have, like, a news channel. It's, like, one bad thing that's happening after the other. It kind of makes you numb to everything. And I think there is a similar concept happening here of just, oh, everything in this song is just so extra all the time and so emotionally charged that overall you just don't care anymore they have snippets in here that I think were well done so before she punches the mirror and her hands bleed like the music goes grows more and more intense and then when she touches eh, punches the mirror there is a little bit of silence and then she goes very very um softly with the wounds heal but scars can't last forever and then ends very softly too with the choir behind her so I like that specific part of the song but I also found it very very difficult to be invested in something and I found it very unrealistic with Charles if things are going well why go back to Camilla like oh you can Mm -hmm. say it's a type of an addiction or something like he truly loves her you can see they're very well suited for each other and I believe they're like married and they're still together or whatever yeah um so obviously there are a more successful pair, but it makes very little sense. It also makes very little sense for him to do it in such a public place where she could hear, like Diana could hear him. Like, why not have it in your office or somewhere where she will not visit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry I, was just, I just wanted to say that I actually find the relationship between Charles and Camilla like quite amazing in the sense that they are able to keep it going after all these years and you can like you said you can really see that they are like a much better match for Mm -hmm. each other and honestly that is an incredible thing like they're still together in real life up to this day and I think it takes up a lot of feelings and affection and devotion and commitment to do that so I was honestly kind of hoping that the musical would explain a little bit of why they find each other so, so fitting. Like, what is it that makes them so attracted to each other? But it just didn't really explore that part. And by not exploring, it makes the two characters really less relatable. And we can't really empathize with them 
I think uh, that's the issue though. Happen. Yeah. Because this is Diana. This is not about Charles and Camilla. And Charles yeah, and Camilla then- met so much, so much lo- like longer time ago than when Diana entered the picture. Like they're already old chums by the time that Camilla introduced um, her to Charles or uh, Camilla talked to her at a party. So we would have to have like a really long time ago flashback in uh, for characters that don't revolve around Diana. So I understand why that would be helpful to the story, but also it could be difficult to justify it because it's not just about the events that happened when Diana and Charles were married, but it's supposed to be strictly about Diana, from my understanding. I mean, I get that, but then at the same time, there's a lot of musicals about, you know, one like you have the one main cast person, but you also explores a little bit of like the side characters. And that's what I'm talking about. Like it shouldn't be the focus, obviously, of the musical, but I feel like they could have at least been one song, considering how many songs they have in this musical to maybe talk a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair enough. For me, I feel like, um, what is it? I Miss You Most on Sundays, I believe. Yeah, I Miss You Most on Sundays, I believe is the name of the song. Um, and I kind of got it from there. I don't think every relationship needs to be explained as to why they're compatible. A lot of couples are just compatible because they are, and it takes a lot of hard work. But I I can totally see why this could be helpful for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one is she moves in the most modern ways. Diana is at a hospital due to her mental health and is visited by her sister and Charles. When Diana talks to people, they tell her their problems and she asks Charles if she can be more involved in charity works to give back to the community. At the Royal Ballet Gala, Diana participated in the dancing, which she did as a present for Charles and this created a lot of buzz, you can say. Um, what do you think? I think it's okay. The music <laughs> is okay. I like the opening part where the Queen Camilla and Sarah sing together, mm. but that's about it. Like like I said, I think the portion of her doing the charity work, and this is supposed to be a really big moment for her, but I just didn't really get that from here. I really wish they showed her a talk with one of the patients like if she says oh people constantly talk to me and I don't have to say anything they just volunteer the information I wish this was what the song was about because Dana's charity work is so important to who she is as a person exactly it's a huge portion of why people still idolize her and why they love her just as much as the fashion that she wore and yet she has like four songs about the fashion so (laughs) I really wish that they had a good introduction to what happened like they had a good introduction with her changing her wardrobe and the fact that it doesn't get as much of a like the lights or uh, on it compared to the others is a little bit infuriating but whatever and I also got a whiplash between the hospital scene and then her at the gala it's just so tonally different that it makes it really difficult for me to be invested in the song or to take anything there seriously because how does it make sense to have such a huge tonal shift between her being in a hospital due to self-harm and her dancing at the gala within the same song and not show (laughs) what she went through I don't get it but musically it's whatever lyrics also are kind of whatever they're not memorable at all tonally it's pretty disastrous for me and I wish they focused narratively on different things in here yeah the next one is Diana 
the rage. Charles is enraged by Diana's dancing, saying it's embarrassing, the crown, and that she only did the number for herself rather than for him in order to chase attention from the press. What do you think? I didn't really like it. I think the music is very bland. It's very boring. The lyrics are so simple to the point I almost laughed. In <laughs> um, the acting, I think also a little bit lacking as well. I wasn't convinced that he was angry. Like to be honest, if anything, I feel like the interaction that they have were always so dry and empty. It's really hard to feel like they have any sorts of connection to each other, even if after you know their marriage goes down and they have some disagreements, such as this one. I just don't feel it. I feel like they're just saying words to each other without really meaning it. So I have a hard time going through the song. I think it's quite disappointing in a lot of the ways.、Um, so. Yeah, for me, this is definitely my lower bottom list. What do you think? So, I'm not sure if it's the acting or the lyrics or the music itself. I did get that he was angry, and I did feel something as a result of this. I felt like, oh, he's coming very hard on her. He's being very unfair to her. So the fact that I felt any sort of emotion <laughs>、uh, to the song. Puts it higher than others for me. A thing about the acting and the casting, I think all of them did an amazing job singing wise, but I'm not sure if they were properly cast for Charles and Diana specifically. So I think a big thing about Diana that's supposed to endear us to her is how young and naive she is, and the person who played her didn't very well seem. Young and naive, and I think that hurt hurt the、um, enjoyment or like the relatability of the character. And in contrast, the person who plays Charles pay, plays him very like cold, but he also has his upsides.、Um, and that could also be based on like how they've written him, or to, then to have like not enough bite or too much bite. They went on a Happy middle, I guess, or not so happy middle. So it could be because of that, or it could be because of the actor who seemed like a nice person overall. So the times where he was enraged, or the time that he was、uh, cross with Diana, didn't come as well across, and also his personality didn't come out as well. So with these two, I wasn't there very happy about the casting. I like the casting for the Queen and the cast for Camilla, though. But、mm-hmm. I can see what you mean about this because it's a little bit questionable for me.、Um, but yeah, song itself, I suppose I would put it on the higher end because the music wasn't terrible. The lyrics were very simple, I agree. But because he was so harsh and so needlessly cruel to Diana, I still felt something in here, which I can't say for pretty much any other song.、Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, so the next one is actually let's group the next two. I, As I love you and I miss you most on Sundays. So Diana attempts to reconcile with Charles, but he rejects her. And when he rejects her, he essentially runs to see Camilla, and him and Camilla get back together. What do you think? When I was listening to a soundtrack, As I Love You was one of the better ones in my opinion. But I don't know why I didn't like it as much when I was watching it. 
um maybe it's because diana for me just seems so distant like hey, really having a hard time understanding her so yeah. i think that's probably why that the song didn't really make that much sense to me and i miss you most on sundays it just really didn't work like oh, musically okay. i don't like it i think it's rather boring i didn't really feel like i understand camilla more I just feel like okay, it's an affair song, like, and then so what? And I didn't really get the so what. So to me, it didn't really matter. Like, it didn't help to understand the character better. It didn't help to move the plot along. So to me, it's okay. It's okay. I don't mind listening to it. I'm probably not gonna listening to it again though. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I say I would have the exact opposite <laughs>、um, reaction. From you because I didn't like as I love you at all. I thought it was again very boring. I feel like it's very similar to I will or underestimated. It didn't give me any new side of Diana that I didn't see. We already knew she was a hopeless romantic, so it didn't give me any new perspective on her musically. I didn't see a reason for it to be there. In contrast, I miss you most on Sunday. I think I enjoyed musically first of all more, and I think it also. Encapsulated the love. I feel like I said encapsulated so many times in this,、uh, this particular <laughs> episode. I don't know why. I'm trying to like think of synonyms in my head, but it doesn't come up. But it encapsulates the love that Camilla and Charles have to each other, and how simple and easygoing it is. Like they just get each other, and that makes it work for me. And I feel like the fact that he rejects. Diana actually speaks in his favor because at least he knows what works and what doesn't work for him, and he's not chasing something that he knows doesn't work.、Uh, I feel like it's a pretty horrible thing to say considering the actual real life event. But again, this is divorced from the actual real life event. It just it paints Camilla and Charles in a more sympathetic light, and I hate cheating subplots. I really, really hate cheating subplots, and yet I find them liking. I find liking them more than I like Diana. So, yeah. Okay, so now we get to the much talked Act One closer, which is Pretty Pretty Girl.、Uh, we cut to Diana deciding to break the mold Charles and Camilla and the Queen made for her and stand out through her passion for fashion. Charles tries to capture some of the public attention through advocating for a cause he cares about. And in here, by the way, I thought like there was a subtle flair for jealousy. It's like, oh, he's trying to. Uh, be competitive and get some of the attention to him back, rather than for it all to be on Diana. So I thought, oh, this could be a note about the jealousy.、Okay. But this is essentially what happens in the song. What do you think of it? I wish that there was some kind of build up that leads up to the song, because the last song that we hear from Diana was "I Say Love You" and.、Mm-hmm. Like what happened between that song and this song? Like what happened? So the way that it flows to me was a little bit weird. I feel like it was a little bit forced almost, and I wish that there is more self exploration for her. That is not limited to the romantic relationship that she has, but for who she is as a person. That's what I would like to see. And again, like I said earlier, I think sometimes they just drag the song for way too long, and this being one of them. So as an act one closer, in my opinion, it should have been more about Diana 
But then they decided to cut the song into chunks so that they have a scene that involves Camilla and Charles and like how he was trying to do different things that will hopefully win some popularity. And to me, that's not really necessary. I I would rather um, this be like a Diana moment rather than involving so many other things that happen at the same time in this one song. So I would like to see her being the focus and the sole focus of the song. Totally. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think, though? I really think that, as you said, the focus should be about her mindset shift. And yet all they do is perfectly show the method of tell, don't show. Because Mm -hmm. they literally said a pretty, pretty girl wears a pretty pretty dress the press has always used her so now she'll use the press what is she using the press for how is she using the press what what is happening like all she does is literally get attention to herself and nothing else is shown like she's not advocating for a cause here this is not a big one act like final moment and they say it is but they're not showing it in any way whatsoever the only thing they're showing here is a competition without any prize in the end like what's the stake here I know absolutely nothing about it and I think that's so horrible for an act one closer (laughs) because you should know the stakes crystal clear at this point and the fact that there are none is crazy so I dislike the song (laughs) definitely I do think it should be replaced with underestimated because at least there it's only about her mind shift and nothing else and it's very focused so like you said it's not all over the place they're choosing one specific narrative I dislike it immensely and also I don't like the and they have like all the girls from the chorus saying like oh the story that you uh, were meant to believe is not a story you're supposed to believe or something I don't remember the lyrics exactly from the top of my head and it's supposed to be like a big feminist moment of like oh Diana being so romanticizing and why this is bad for her and yet she makes the same mistake again in act two with trying to like get back together with Charles and just dance so she didn't actually learn anything this is how they end act one with and it makes no sense oh my god <laughs> I do not like this song at all yeah I can, I can understand. (laughs) Okay, so act two. I actually think the first song of act two is pretty fun. And it's Here Comes uh, James Hewitt. Diana begins an affair with James Hewitt, who is her kid's horseback riding teacher and is also in the army. What do you think? I actually didn't really like it. I feel (laughs) like it's too sexual. So first of all, let me just make it clear that James is introduced half naked mm, and I they had a really weird conversation on, on the stage about giving writing lessons in a very sexual way so I just didn't feel like that was all necessary I feel like if she's going to have an affair with the other person it will be because that she was emotionally neglected and then she was trying to find emotional support from somewhere else but then this song makes it feel like the connection she has with James is very superficial, is very kept at the physical attractiveness level, which I think, I don't know, obviously, I don't know if that's actually what happened. I don't know if there's anything more than that, or she's just using James as a revenge. But to me, it's very awkward humor. Like it to me is very almost disrespectful humor mm. that I didn't really appreciate all that much and I feel like James as a character the fact that he was introduced in this way just makes me really hard to take him seriously 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I should is a thing because he later on had a pretty big disagreement with Diana, which seems rather serious. But then from this song, I really can't take him seriously. Yeah, that's completely fair enough. So the reason I think why I like the song more as an act to opener, A, because while listening to the album, I could tell this one was an act to opener. I was like, oh, OK, Pretty Pretty Girl must have been the act one closer because there is no way this is not the act opener. So the fact that it was crystal clear without any context, I like that. Then second of all, especially knowing that someone in the team was involved in Book of Mormon, this song is pretty much full on camp. So it's very deranged. It's very nonsensical, very quote unquote funny, though I agree it's not the same kind of humor that I would like because James Hewitt is obviously very sexualized. But the fact that it is humorous and is not taking itself too seriously is such a needed respite for me because everything else took itself way too seriously despite not needing to and despite not telling a story that makes sense to take seriously uh, the way they told it at least. So I was hoping that this would be like a time that it turns around and it just goes on full camp and it just like becomes a fun musical that you can hate watch like Cats 2019 even maybe or like (laughs) another crazy like maybe even Dear Evan Hansen if you enjoy like seeing suffering or something the musical the movie I mean so I was hoping it will devolve into something like that it did not so it was a disappointment in terms of that but I don't know there was something about it that I think was endearing it could be because like it was told as a cheesy romance novel that made it very very campy um that made it more bearable but I agree they didn't treat James very well. Like if there was a female character who was instead of James, like I believe the audience would have an outcry because he was very, very sexualized. But yeah, it just, it's a fun song. So I can't take it too much. I think with the next one, maybe it helps with the criticism you had towards taking James seriously because in this one, which is him and her and him and her, he treats Diana with more kindness. And she's like, oh, I didn't realize this is something that could be even happening to me anymore. Like, I didn't realize I could, like, people could be kind to me. But um, in what happens here, Diana and James and Charles and Camilla reflect on their affair as well. Charles and Diana appear as a couple publicly. So did it help at all viewing James more seriously for you? Um, not really. I think it's because like this song is not just about James, which is yeah. fine by me. But my problem with the song is the lyrics. It's just so simple. So and then they just they just keep on repeating and and him and her and him and her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just oh, almost stupid. Yeah, what do you think? I don't like the song. It is repetitive. The music is really boring. I swear this musical has a million and a half ballads. Like every other song is either a ballad and what is not a ballad is like a pop early 2000 feeling mm-hmm. thing from the chorus mainly, hardly from the main characters, which is very silly in my opinion. We don't get almost any moment where the characters don't take themselves seriously. And this after the high hopes are not really high. The medium hopes they had from the previous song of the characters at least taking a chill pill. Yeah, 
yeah this was a disappointment for sure like the lyrics are horrific music is bad and we already know all of this about all the characters I didn't need to see it again like before it was Charles and Diana and Camilla and her husband now Camilla and her husband are not like an, a thing anymore so we shifted to a different couple dynamic but this was just playing the same thing that we already know not only based on the music but also based on the plot mm-hmm. utterly sure. unnecessary yeah okay the next one is just dance diana tries one last time to repair her marriage with charles but he's not interested and uh she entertains the thought of going to america with her children and james and leaving the palace and at the same time charles find out about diana's affair and kind of fantasizes of going with camilla and abdicating the throne so as i mentioned i have an issue with this well i guess with pretty pretty girl instead because the very ending she's like oh you shouldn't believe the story the roman stories that you read and you would think she learned a lesson and in here you can clearly see she hasn't learned a lesson because she offers to end her affair meaning she doesn't care about james all that seriously despite literally fantasizing about leaving the country with him and the children right after so it just makes diana seem like such a petty person you know, yeah. like at least Charles has Three. a backbone. He likes who he likes and that's it. But Diana, like she just treats people like pawns here. She makes the same mistake over and over again, which is fine if you show it in a flawed way. Like if you acknowledge this was a flaw, mm-hmm. fine. But they didn't. And yeah, musically, I think it's fine though. And the lyrics are not too bad, but just narratively, I hate it. What do you think? Narratively, I also hate it. Musically, mm. I think it's okay. It's not the worst, but it's very boring. And the melody for me is very easily forgettable. So yeah, yeah I, I feel like that's my general complaints, really. Just nothing really is horrible. It's not like, oh my God, I can't hear this at all. But they don't make an impression in my head at all. Mm. So it's just really hard for me to comment on it because a lot of them are is very average yeah yeah okay so we've been doing a lot of jumping around from one moment in her life to the next and now we get to the moment that she cares about AIDS patients in secret and lies so Diana goes to visit AIDS patients in a hospital and listen to their cause and we know that this is something that is very unorthodox this is something that hasn't been Um, done by other people in the high-ranking positions so they're very grateful to Diana yeah this is the part which where they should elaborate a little bit more Mm. because really like we talk about this already like her charity work is a big part of her life as a princess and as a person too and that's a big reason why she was so popular among the people but it was just given very little attention. I didn't really feel like she was forming any meaningful connection with the patients. Like, it's nice of her to be there. And I liked the first part of it where they were all amazed by she actually showed up and they were shaking their uh, her hands and everything. So I like that part. But then once the song really gets started and then it's like, hmm. Like, what's the point of this kind of because uh there was one patient complaining about not having enough eyeliners or like oh I like your clothes but not the color like it's just very superficial stuff Mm -hmm. like I wish they talk a little bit more like oh how how do they feel like the 
the situation, the feelings that I had as an AIDS a patient at that time in history, like what that could have feel like. But it was very poorly explored, and they just don't spend that much time on it. It seems like it just brushing up the surface, be like, hey, we cover it, but it didn't really feel. Any different? I I didn't really learn anything new. I didn't feel the impact of her work, like what sort of power she has over the society to help these people. I don't see that. I don't feel it in the song. So in that regard, I didn't really feel like it's something that I appreciate too much. Song wise, music wise, it's honestly I can't really remember how it sounds like right now. So that just probably. Tells you enough about what I think about the song musically. Yeah, this is the first and only time where they show that she does any charity work or she cares about the public. In the previous one, they only tell that she does, and this is the first and only time that she, they show it. And this was also very frustrating because this is something that should take a much much bigger part. And half of the song, they're like, "Oh, fashion is the only thing I know. Oh, my eyeliner is running low. Don't worry, I got you covered, boo." So your color is not right let me let me like give you advice like again not something that should be in the song now narratively I have another issue with it so this call a song is called secret and lies and at first the patients are very um reluctant to be interviewed and to have their photos because they're scared about the social implications and how their families would take it and how people would view them understandable 100% and in the end of the song they all decide to take a photo with her and give her interviews and we don't see what exactly inspires them to do that and I would expect that if they are already inspired to let go of the secret and lies it would also in turn make a change in Diana and inspire her to stop with the secret and lies of her own which Mm -hmm. we don't get until snap click um like five songs later the reprise snap click to like five songs later where she decides to reveal everything to the press until like many many things happening in between and you completely forget about secret and lies because it's not a memorable song as it is so I really dislike that portion and in terms of like the set something they could have improved um I wish that they did hear what they did for Bonnie and Clyde and incorporated real pictures of the events especially in a story where the media yeah the media plays such a huge role in here and the move of the patients not wanting to be photographed to being convinced by Diana as a person so much that they are willing to share their stories and uh, advocate for their cause is huge. So having the real life pictures as proof to anchor yourself to why this is so important, and especially since this is the only instance of her charity work in the entire musical, the fact that they didn't do that is such a huge miss for me. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. Thank you. So the next one is also a horrible song. So I think you mentioned that uh, none of the songs were too memorable. This one was memorable to me in a bad way. Oh no. Because of the lyrics, lyrics, again. (laughs) I think every single song that was memorable in a very bad way was because of the lyrics in here. But Diana has a chat with her sister where they discuss James and Charles. And um, sorry, I just had like a brain freeze because when I said James and Charles, all I could think about is the influencer James Charles who's like a makeup guru. And I was like, <laughs> his image just popped in my head. <laughs> uh, so sorry. About, do you know who he is, by the way? Yeah. 
Okay, perfect. <laughs> did, did it pop in your head or is it just me? Do, do you want to explain to those who, who he might is? Know? Yeah. I actually never watched any of his video, but I'm familiar with him because I followed the Tati James Charles, um, like, what is that? Like showdown that they had um, through like legal actions. So I was interested in that, but did you watch any of his videos? Nope. Okay, he's like a makeup guru. That's what I know about him. And he is a controversial figure from what I know for like several reasons. And I think the main reason is that allegedly he hits on underage people, underage boys a lot, but I don't know. So James Charles aside, (laughs) uh, Diana did have a chat with her sister where where they were discussing James and Charles. Diana thinks Charles has been growing distant from Camilla, but her sister informs her that actually he's been staying with Camilla almost all the time at a friend's flat. And as a result, Diana decided to crash Camilla's party that night. So the reason why I remember this very negatively is because of the line Thrilla in Manila between Diana and Camilla. And (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Sorry. They are just trying to find really really hard words that rhyme with Camilla they later rhyme Camilla with Godzilla <sighs> I cannot clear I cannot this is too <laughs> stupid for me I, I genuinely cannot and um I, I think in this song they're also very inspired by Hamilton from having like this kind of like wrestling showdown almost rap battle that though obviously they're not rapping um which works several times in Hamilton but obviously has absolutely no teeth in here and is very laughable and the fact that they literally make the stage look like a fighting ring or I don't even know how it's called but where the wrestlers fight that's really funny to me like it's just ridiculous and not a ridiculous in a good way that this can't be it's like a ridiculous of they really think they're doing something here and they aren't they really aren't but what do you think yeah I have to agree like I just didn't really like this one like I said, the moment that they finally hint on some maturity work, it's like the next song, we're going to bring it back. And this is just so cheesy. And the fact that everyone was singing about this and the lyrics are just so stupid almost, like it just feels like a soap drama than anything. And honestly, by this point, I'm just really done. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard like way too much about this love triangle problems throughout the entire musical and just doesn't really evolve it doesn't really go anywhere you don't really see anything changing or happening so I don't know what is the purpose or what's the desire effect of this song like do they expect audience to be like oh yes fight fight like and then they get excited over the conflict the direct conflict that Diana would have with Camilla like was that the dramatic effect that they were having in mind because if not, then I really don't understand what's the purpose of the song. Like, I honestly don't see the value of having it here. So My I guess will, is that it's yeah. historical. If that's the case, at least do a little bit better. The fact that they have, like, the two women literally fighting and having all the guests, like, on the side just to watch, I think it's just, it's really cheap. It feels really cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And the lyrics cheapen it a lot more for me. Mm -hmm. But I really don't think it has any narrative reason, like a reason to exist, to be honest, unless it's historical. And the only 
implications here that makes sense or have any consequence at all is in the next song, which is whatever love means anyway, reprise. I'm just going to couple a bunch of reprises here together, which is the whatever love means, pretty, pretty girl, snap click. So Charles confronts Diana about her affair and they agree to continue with their affairs while posing as a couple for the public. So exactly what they've been doing until now, they're both aware of each other's affair. Like you didn't need to rehash this. But they reiterate no string attached in their personal life. They can do whatever they want as long as publicly they're together. Then James is being reassigned to Germany for two years. As a result, he and Diana break up. And finally, the press gets wind of Charles and Diana's marriage falling apart. Anything to say about the reprises? Honestly, I think whatever love means anyway reprises is a little bit heartbreaking to me because it's very obvious that he doesn't even care about what she's doing. So in that sense, I can, I can feel, I I feel really bad for Mm -hmm. Diana and for the rest of the reprises, I honestly don't really have much to say. They're rather short and nothing really special stands out to me. How about you? I agree with you about whatever love means in a way being the most emotionally relevant (laughs) out of all of them the only thing that serves to shock for me which it it was shocking is how he really didn't care like go ahead and love him go ahead and call him night a day I don't care I just want it to be done with like I don't want to deal with you in any capacity so you know he doesn't even like her at this point like Mm -hmm. he has no nothing to say to her the only thing he says to her later on about her as a person that is positive is like you're a great mom but that has absolutely no relationship to who they are as a couple so he's really detached at this point the next one is another pointless song color me shocked (laughs) the words came pouring out diana talks to the press and confesses her feeling during her marriage to charles she does it anonymously through uh, an autobiographical book she gives an interview to a writer who is writing an autobiography about her but she makes sure that absolutely it cannot be connected to her, yet everybody knows it's connected to her. So this is the song where I mentioned the rhyming of Camilla and Godzilla, a choice that I did not appreciate. And the song is pointless in general because they're literally summarizing what we've watched for the past hour and a half. And we've experienced that already. I don't need a reminder, please. It's five minutes. It's five minutes. Yeah, at this point, you just grow really tired of this whole conflict or the so-called conflict I'm like very done at this point me too me too I gotta tell you like this music musical has been exhausting (laughs) it is it is and it's it's funny because it's only two hours but the songs are so many at one point I'm just looking at like oh my god how many more songs do we have to go (laughs) I just remembered I forgot to mention the line that caused my siblings to leave and it's what what song was it oh my god I think it was in Te Amo and she's like oh that's what I get for marrying a Scorpio (laughs) yeah I remember that (laughs) yeah that was so bad yeah yeah and I mean like ironically I guess like I enjoy Zodiac sometimes just because it's like I the same capacity I enjoy quizzes but it's absolutely ridiculous if you think that it has any bearings Mm -hmm. on who you are as a person the only thing like that is fun about it is like, oh, 
like I don't know Scorpios like to eat food I don't I don't know if it's a characteristic or it's like oh I like to eat food that makes me a good Scorpio like you know just general facts that would absolutely make sense regardless of who you are for every single zodiac out there yeah but yeah um (laughs) so the next one is gonna be ones I'm gonna couple together I miss you most Sundays reprise and the dress so the queen pressures Charles to fix his marriage with Diana, but he refuses. He goes to Camilla and they figure out what to do considering Diana's press coverage. Charles suggests he gives an interview about their affair on national television to tell their side of, side of the story. So Diana hears about the interview early on and decides to attend an event invite in a revenge dress. So I know absolutely nothing about Diana as has been talked about already extensively and even I have heard of the revenge dress I know exactly how it looked like and I knew about it way before so it makes sense they would include it here but I really dislike that it didn't come from her it came from her bodyguard or staff or whatever it would should have been like her idea because otherwise it takes the agency and creativity from her and kind of makes her a more boring person which the musical does anyway and personally about the dress I found really hilarious so this is why I asked you specifically about whether you remember the differences between the album um, and the Netflix version because the Netflix version is rated PG-13 and in case you don't know PG-13 you're allowed a single f-bomb and if you have more than three f-bombs in a movie you're automatically rated uh, M or rated R or something so like mature rating and because this is rated PG-13, the whole point of the song is out the window. Because the whole point of the song is that the people say fuck, uh, fuck you dress all the time. Mm-hmm. And the queen is too proper to say fuck. So when she, whenever she says like dress, absolutely no bite to it. And personally, I really dislike that they're using like profanity to be the amusing point in here I don't this is not kind of my humor I think it's very cheap but the fact that they literally had to change everything for um like to f you dress or to fick you dress and they still retain the joke of having the queen not say anything despite it's not being explicit anyway I think it's just so ironic so it was really really funny to me um when I noticed the differences between Netflix and the album uh but they did use the single f-bomb they were allowed they dropped it at the very end of the song it wasn't even Diana who said it it was the the bodyguard or whatever so yeah the song is like oh my god how could you screw it up anymore what do you think (laughs) yeah uh it's okay. Musically, it's okay. I actually didn't really know about the revenge dress. So the whole time when I was watching the scene, I was kind of going like, what's going on? Like, why <laughs> is this dress revenge? Like, what is she revenging about? And how is this a revenge? I get it that it's a big moment. So I, they included it. But yeah, for me, it's okay. It's not really that huge of a moment. Or even if it was, like, they didn't present it that way. So it didn't really feel like it was a big, important moment for her. And hence, the song is just rather not as significant, in my opinion. So it's okay. Like, musically, it's nothing too special. Just kind of like the the rest of the songs, really. Yeah. 
All right. So the next song I'm just going to mention, it's there. I can't imagine either of us having anything to say about it. It's the Servant mm-hmm. Quartet. It's not relevant. Should have been axed. Literally nothing happens here. And it's Two like lines. Second... Yep. Yeah, it's two lines, a second long. No reason to be included as a song. But after that, we have An Officer's Wife. It's my favorite here, by the way. Diana and the Queen talk and the Queen imparts that she understands what Diana is going through um, because of her own personal history. At the end of the song, the Queen announces that Diana and Charles are going to get divorced. So as I mentioned, the Queen, for me, is the best character here. I think she's appropriately cast. I think they make her very sympathetic, understanding, and I like how they did the setting in the background here so in the background they had like men and women in military uniform which i thought was really nice and i like that the song felt kind of like a military march almost so it fit the vibe and it gave genuine emotions out of the queen as she's hopping diana um so i thought it was a good moment and a good song for her what do you think i think it's okay i don't mind it but to be honest i didn't really like the vocal here I know Mm. she's very good but I don't think it's something that I click with so to me it doesn't really stand out um I appreciate that they have a moment like this though between the queen and Diana I think that's a that's a interesting decision and it's probably a pretty good one so like from one wife to the other I like how they're sharing that moment Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like I really don't mu- don't have much to say musically about the song. Yeah. What was your favorite, by the way? I this, don't this have one. Best. You have to come on. Oh, uh, I'll say underestimated, probably. Okay, fair enough. So da 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 da. The next one is the final song. If and then in brackets, lights light the world. Dan dies in a car crash and says her goodbye. And I like that they call back to the first song here, by the way. So considering, I guess, Underestimated was your reluctant favorite, maybe you like that portion too. And again, to call back to both Hamilton and Bonnie and Clyde, I wish they had more pictures of things that were happening around or like it felt more emotional about the way that her story was imparted. So like, I know you haven't watched Hamilton, but it's kind of similar to the final song there. And the vibes that are completely different, like this one didn't do it very well for me. And I thought it was very toothless. Yeah, I think the lyrics, first of all, was a little bit weird because there was one line saying like, if Charles stepped aside and let my will in rain, then all the suffering will not have been vain. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, what? This whole time? <laughs> That's what this is about? So I don't know how William becoming the king has any thing relevant to what she is going through so I don't know Mm -hmm. why they inserted that line there just didn't really make sense to me I do like how it was very sudden just like how it happened in real life but I think visually it could have been presented much much better so like what you said about some maybe real life pictures maybe some headlines from the time happened they could have make it more interesting Mm -hmm. but instead you kind of just have diana standing in the middle of the stage wearing a white dress and then you have some reporters just speaking out some lines like headlines and reporting her death and that was it and she just walks back to the stage and that was the end of the musical and i feel like they definitely could have done something more interesting to highlight 
that and not just like a plane walking back and forth kind of agreed um so i think visually they could have done uh something better yeah i 100% agree i was going to ask you by the way if you like the fact that like they ended with all the lights flashing because a lot of people blame the media for her death from my understanding because a pa- like paparazzi were chasing her in Paris mm-hmm. while she died so I guess you didn't like the ending there oh no I think it's fine but maybe it's the prop or something else like it could have been better like the idea is good but then the execution could be better. Yeah, I agree with that too. I just think it wasn't momentous enough. Like I didn't care yeah. about it enough. And you don't even realize that she, this is the final swan song before she dies because it doesn't feel like a final swan song. Mm-hmm. It feels like every other ballad they've had there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know what would be a really interesting end mm. ending would be maybe like some of the people that she helped before. And then if they can have like one big remembrance song to signify like the, the tremendous impact or like how Diana has helped them or something to remember her, I think that would be a nice way to close. That's it a too. lovely idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you sound shocked. I was um, like, whoa, Becky, you're agreeing with me? Thank you. No, I agree with you. <laughs> I, know, I, think, I think throughout the entire musical, we pretty much agreed that it was <laughs> not <true>. great. <laughs> but yes okay so should we move into our final thoughts yes so I'm just gonna say that it's not at all horrible but (laughs) I'll just put it out there but the music is really boring for majority of the songs the lyrics a lot of them are not meaningful sometimes even even very to the point that is almost very ridiculous and, and, and laughable. And the musical is also kind of boring in the sense that it heavily places its focus on the marriage and Charles's affair, when really in real life, she did much more. Like she worked with so many charities and organizations. Um, she advocated against a lot of the things and used her fame to bring much needed attention to a lot of the issues. But there are only a few scenes that had to do with her charity work and all of them are really brief and none of them receiving the attention I feel like they deserve. So I really feel like as a musical that is trying to tell us a story of Diana as a person and her life story, obviously her marriage to a royal family is a big part, but it shouldn't be the sole focus of it. So in that sense, I feel like there are some gaps that could have been filled. And for somebody who knows Diana's story very well, this probably doesn't really add anything new. Like it's not refreshing. It doesn't really tell you anything more about her as a person or for her role as a mother, as a celebrity, as a wife, like whatever. Like it's very pretty much telling you what you already know if you at least know a little bit of what's going on with the with Princess Diana. So um, it's very unfortunate in the sense because hopefully that it could have brought something new or something different um, to tell us her life from a different angle or even if not, at least something interesting. But I feel like it failed to do that, even though like the actors and everyone else clearly try their best to make it work. 
And there are some, still some really good parts of the, about the musical. So like the costume, like you mentioned, I like the stage design sometimes. Um, the fact that she actually has a lot of dress and she changed a lot on stage and sometimes is within the, like a blink of an eye and then she already changed is just quite amazing too. I was wondering about that yeah. actually. I was wondering if they did cuts. Or if this is I don't something. know. Because especially the wedding, I was like, there's no way. Yeah, that wedding. Oh my God. I was, I actually went back to see how they did that. But I don't did know. Did you? Yeah, I did. I mean, I went back to see if uh, if there's something that I missed, but I couldn't catch how they did that. So I, that's what I thought. I felt like they probably did some cuts yeah. when they were editing for Netflix because there's absolutely no way. Like usually it's a nice moment to see how they change from one costume to another. Mm-hmm. And in here for the maybe about half of them and especially the wedding dress, I couldn't tell at all. So I totally think they did cuts. Yeah. Okay. That will probably make sense. All right. <laughs> well, what about you? So I personally was a little bit disappointed with this one because I felt like pretty much nothing really went their way. So the music was at best okay and the lyrics were at best not offensive and at worst very offensive to my ears just Thrilla and Vanilla with Camilla um so that was a huge miss for me especially for somebody whose um experience is first on an auditory level rather than a visual level I do think they did a pretty good job visually with costumes And sometimes with the set design, though I do have a few complaints about the set. And narratively, it was very infuriating. So from two perspectives. So one, there was no coherent plot because everything is jumping all over the place. And second, they don't focus on the important thing. They focus on things that shouldn't be focused as much, like you mentioned, with the fact that they are putting maybe 75% of the musical on the love triangle. And very little else on the charity work I think they put more emphasis than they should on the fashion even though she was a fashion icon and I personally really like fashion and I'm interested in it I don't think it should have more of an impact than her charity work Mm -hmm. and the fact that they chose that was a little bit sus for me and I just think that they didn't have a voice in terms of they didn't know who to market this to and who is this for so it just went all over the place um so overall I would say it's not for me it's not something I enjoyed but I'm glad that I tried this as an experience this is something that we're recording I think it was released like this month in October so we're releasing it shortly after um the musical was released to Netflix and if you are more aware of who Diana is as a person and you um followed I guess her experiences whether you were alive or you you saw about later afterwards please let us know what you thought about the musical because both of us came from um, a point of view of knowing very little I think about her and not not much of a actual history that she involved she was involved in yeah I guess that's the thoughts for me Claire do you want to introduce our quiz for this <laughs> musical episode so we're doing are you more Diana or Camilla from the crown yeah, so this is from The Crown. This is not about Diana, but the musical, but I hope it will still serve the purpose. So pick a royal, Princess Anne, Prince Philip. I only know about Prince Philip, so I'm going to pick him. How about I you? have no idea who these people are. Prince Philip is um, Queen Elizabeth's husband. Oh, oh, okay. That, okay, that Prince Philip. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, which one are you picking? 
um prince philip too okay. because that's only one i know yeah pick a priority friends family i can't imagine anybody who would not pick family but that's exactly Pick your preferred Queen Elizabeth II, Claire Ooh. Foy, Olivia Coleman. I'm going to pick Claire Foy. Me too, because her name is Claire too. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> pick your stat- uh, status, single, taken, single. Taken. Pick a song, Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen, Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. I'll pick Billy Joel. Me too. Pick a priority, love, Judy, love. Definitely love. Pick your preferred Princess Margaret, Vanessa Kirby, Helena Bonham Carter. I'm going to pick Helena. Same. Pick a son, William, Harry. William? Harry. Okay. Uh, finally, how do you feel about Prince Charles? It's not his fault. He was forced into marriage. Cut him some slack. He is trash. The worst. Boo forever. Isn't there something in the middle ground? But okay. Right? I'm going <laughs> to pick it's not his fault. Same. We probably okay. got the same thing. Yeah, we probably got the same thing. I got Diana. You? Yep. Yeah, do you want to read? Oh, sure. You're charming, artistic, popular, family-oriented, and free-spirited. You can be young and naive at times, but the older you get, the more fierce you become. You're notoriously loved by all, but you're not always lucky in love. All right, so I guess that brings us to our final ranking. Drumroll? All right. I'm going to give it 4 out of 10 tarts. I'm going to give it 4 out of 10 Thriller and Manilas. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. So if you want to discuss this episode with us, any previous episodes we covered, or any recommendations for things for us to cover in the future, please contact us at Podway Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, or Reddit. Or if you're not into social media, you can contact us at podwaypodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thank you very much, everybody.